Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, Chris Evans here with your Hot Off The Press edition of the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up from this week, superstar actors Sally Phillips and Ben Miller paint a picture of their brilliant new feel-good film about a middle-aged interrailing adventure called Off The Rails. Yes, please. England cricketing legend Stuart Broad bowls is over with details of the brand new Edge of Your Seat cricket competition, The 100 on Sky Sports Cricket and sensationally funny Chaparat Kasandi shares tales from her 20s ahead of her upcoming 20 day tour it was the 90s all of that and so much more to come that ambassador's gone tell us who's our first highlight on this pod we have a lot to thank our next guests for they have delighted us in everything from bridgerton to bridget jones and now star together in the delightful feel-good summer sizzler off the rails in cinemas from today. Both brilliant, both charming, both acting royalty. Please welcome Sally Phillips and Ben Miller. Hello, guys. Hi, Sal. Hey there. Sal in situ in person in the um, in the news call massive right here live at the top of the tower and Ben somewhere else. Hi, Ben. Hi. Morning. Hi, Ben. How are you? <laughs> I'm a little bit warm. I'm in Morocco. It's, it was 46 degrees yesterday. All right, well, Sal's here. Hi, Sally. Hey there. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, thank you for Now, us. your premiere was the first red carpet premiere that we've seen for a year and a half in Great Britain. Yeah, it was. It was kind, kind of weird. It was, like, very exciting. It was a circular red carpet, which is unusual. And um, it was... But it was... There's no sort of pretending it was, like, a normal, normal premiere. It was, like, uh, half premiere, half ghost town <laughs> I really really enjoyed it and I went with my son Ollie who's 16 and has Down syndrome and he <laughs> pushed his way in front of the wall of paparazzi and stood there until they took his photo <laughs> so Getty Images they said, they're like oh we don't know who he is but maybe he's on Love Island <laughs> so um, let's tell everybody the story first of all. the director had a girl gang and she went interrailing with them when she was a teenager and they always intended to do it again when they were 40 and um, they didn't. Uh, life got in the way. And then they lost one of their number. Emma uh, died of breast cancer. And Jules is the godmother to her daughter. And this film is kind of her tribute, her Im- imagining of if they had if they had gone. I mean, what I loved about it, the initial pivot was fantastic because you go to the funeral and... I'm so pleased you loved it. No, I did love it. And then the, her daughter plays Blondie on the piano, on, on the church organ, and then you're singing in the pews, and that's lovely. And by the way, Dame Judi Dench smashing another, like, you know, cameo, as she yeah. does in her spare time without even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, she won an Oscar for an afternoon's work, didn't she? And, <laughs> she uh, did, yeah. she and did. blows us all off the screen. It's so true, though, isn't it? It's so true. And, and so so the three grown-up ladies, um, uh, her parents, Pals, uh, the deceased pals, they they they, they get together in the churchyard, and, and Judy Dench, her character, comes out and says, "Look, uh, by the way, she 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 gifted you these. Uh, she left you these, and it's um, four interrailing tickets for for in five days' time for six weeks interrailing across continental Europe." Um, 
And then you all come up with your, you know, your your nowadays excuses for your characters nowadays excuse for we can't possibly do this because of nothing really. Um, uh, but you're still going with that until you look, you realise there are four tickets and who's the fourth one for? And then th- sits, sitting on her own on a, a bench in the in the graveyard outside the church is is her daughter, is your friend's your character's friend's daughter, and you have no choice. That is a brilliant reason to go. And then you just hard cut to St Pancras Station and off you go, and we're all with you all. <laughs> the way it's so cool um and now ben when was the last time you played um you know not in character you played or, or do you often play uh, guitar uh, guitars in piazzas in um italy uh so i did have ambitions once i would have loved to have been a musician so this was kind of my uh this was the fulfillment of my blocked wish um <laughs> to be a to be a you know a kind of cabaret entertainer yeah, I loved it. And um, what else do we say about the film without giving? I mean, there's not there's not loads to give away, but there there are gentle little secrets and the gentle little reveals. Um, and we we should talk about Kelly Preston um, yeah. because the melancholy aspect of last night, um, which is reflected in the film, isn't it? Of course, that's that's how the film starts. Is that uh, Kelly's no longer with us? Um, so do you want to speak to that a little bit, Sally? Yeah, well, it's a sort of horrible irony that this film is. Um you know, about a group of friends who've lost one of their number to breast cancer. And then, um, you know, by the time the film is made, by the, by, by, by the time the film comes out, we no longer have Kelly, who is, you know, so full of life and vivacious and beautiful. Yeah. And she's the person that makes it look like a proper film. I think because the rest of us, <laughs> so rest of us Brits scudding so around funny. with our wrinkles. You're and all great in it. No, up. but she, she looks like, a, she is a movie star. She, she is. looks like a yeah, movie yeah, star. She and she's she got is. movie she star, you know, face and body and hair. There and are movie that. stars and there are actors. Yes. She's a, she's a movie <laughs> she's star. She's definitely a star, totally. yeah. yeah. Totally movie yes, star. Yes, and um, yeah, we, we didn't know any of us. I mean, she was so funny and and professional in there. And so I was, the the other day, I was thinking, oh, it's just a bit spooky that it's, this has happened. And then um, I thought, well, it's not spooky; it's just common. It's just really common. Yeah. You know, there's lots and lots of. You know, cancer takes a lot of women, and one of the things that the movie speaks to really well, I think, is the way we, not just women, but way the way people sort of. You take a village to bring up a child. The way people sort of adopt, adopt other people's children, and the boundaries between families fall down, and you'll come, you'll become this great sort of mess, loving mess going forward through through life. Sorry, I'm a bit hungover. No. You're, why do you apologise for everything you say? You're so erudite, articulate, no, and really. I need help. I need help. You, help do, you do. You need to go and see someone. I you do. Be, do you know? A, your film's brilliant. B, Thank you're you. all brilliant in it. Thank C, you're being brilliant this morning. Thank you. She's a, she's I'm a just bit going to eat my panneries. Ben, she's a bit down on herself. This one. She is brilliant. She's so she made me laugh so much. Sally would never stick to the script. Always What's larking around. And the three Snape of them, Chris, Smith. were so close. Kelly, Jenny, and Sally. You know, and of course Elizabeth together. They they were just so, they became this film because they were kind of you were living it, weren't you? And you were going on all these crazy. Was it, a right know, it was like literally tomorrow we're in. You know, tomorrow we're in Italy. Today we're in. Was it like you know, the Grand Tour? Kind of li- yeah, it, it was, was and I think because our director, um, as you know, as you know, it's not that easy for uh, women to direct features. I mean, and so Jules is a very great director, but you are allowed to make documentaries. So she'd been making a lot of documentaries, and so her way of filming was sort of to get us to just be 
the people and then shoot it as if it was yeah. reality. Well, it's really and tight. So, it's really tight. It's really bright. It's gorgeous. I'm so happy you liked it. Sally Phillips and Ben Miller starring in Off the Rails in your cinema today on over 200 screens. Well done, everyone involved in that and anything else that people are getting on for us to enjoy anywhere. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. It turns out our next guest can talk about cricket just as well as he can play it, which is really rather well indeed. The 100 starts tomorrow on Sky Sports, and here to tell us more is a man that has 99 problems, but a cricket pitch ain't one. He's big, he's bad, he's better than his dad. It's Stuart Broad! (laughs) Morning, Stuart! Good morning, what a welcome that was. What a welcome, and what a day, and what a week to start the 100. Um, I'm really excited, genuinely, sincerely, authentically excited. How do you feel? I, I could sense that. I was listening to the show earlier, listening to you talking about it, and that's exactly what we want from this tournament. You know, everyone talking about it. It's a, it is for a new audience, but it's going to be fun, entertaining, sixes, fours, wickets. Cricket and fast forward, really. It's been a long time coming. It was first whispered about a couple of years ago, I, I, I think I recall. So well, did, did the pandemic put pay to it being launched last year, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was due to launch last year. There was a, a draft done with all the best players in the world um, the winter before. But unfortunately, COVID hit and, and the, the tournament couldn't go ahead last year. So there's been a lot of um, build up to it, certainly in the players' minds, because you just want to get out there and play. You, you know the rules, you, you've, you've looked at the format and you want to play in front of new crowds and, and excited teenagers coming to watch it. So 68 matches, 34 matches for the ladies and gentlemen, the boys and the girls, evenly split. Uh, women's fixture between Oval, Invincibles and Manchester Originals. Is that uh, tomorrow night, I think? Doesn't it start tomorrow? That's tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go with Molly. Actually, just sit in the stands and watch it because it's, um, you know, it's it, it's fantastic for the for the women's game to start the competition off. I think we're going to see excitement throughout the men's and, and the women's game because we've got some fantastic teams and players. It's quite hard for me. I'm a, I'm a Nottingham boy. I support the Trent Rockets, but because there's been no tournament before, I'm sort of just going in with an open mind. You know, if Ben Stokes is playing for the Northern Superchargers, I might support them. I don't know. The way you talk about that aspect of it makes me even more excited than I was before and that was sort of impossible because I love the format I love the fact it starts at half six I love where it's being played uh, this, this sort of worldwide draft of the best players on the planet um, and that, this is all true this is all actually happening but the the forming the originating um, of all these brand new teams it's like the NFL being born in one fell swoop overnight I mean this is this is some launch isn't it if this works this this will be massive yeah it's absolutely brand new and I mean I'm doing the T20 international at uh, Old Trafford tonight and all these England players straight after the game will be going all over the country to their brand new teams which you can only imagine the excitement they would have again new teammates different overseas players new coaches you know we've got players like Owen Morgan Ben Stokes Joss Butler who plays all around the world Mm. and they're as excited for this tournament as they are for any other tournament out there and in many ways pressures off excitement's on exactly yeah I, I don't think anyone's going in with sort of expectations of what a good score should be or how someone should bowl I think everyone's going in with such a free mind of sea ball hit ball which is which is almost the, the the most basic thing in cricket but because because it this format the 100 has never been played before no one knows whether 100 runs is a good score 200 runs is a good score so the players are just going to go out and express themselves and have fun yeah and strategy can't really fall into place until you see how it pans out i suppose so how quickly do you think people or teams will be will be evolving strategies because this is the first one you know we're popping our cherry here together with the 100 again it's incredibly exciting 
I think that is one of the most exciting things, along with, obviously, the cricket's going to be great fun, but the entertainment around the cricket's yeah. going to be great. It's, it's going, going to be, be DJs. So cool. There's going to be so much sort of um, entertainment for the crowd in the stadium and for, for us fans on, on TV that, you know, it's going to be worth watching. And for the bowlers, 10 ball overs, how would you feel about bowling a 10 ball over? Or, you know, and what's the maximum you can bowl, you know, in this format? The regular over so to speak block will be uh, a five ball and then at one stage in the hundred balls the captain can choose to bowl the best bowler 10 in a row uh, so that's a sort of tactical tweak that the captain and the bowler will decide if that bowler has got a couple of wickets or is feeling a particular rhythm uh... you can extend <laughs> that uh, block of five balls right. into 10 which the only reason you do that is to try and put pressure on the opposition batters i suppose Love so it. It, it will be five over um blocks and you, you'll bowl four of those uh, but you, you might be asked to bowl ten which you know that, that if, some, if you're bowling at someone like Andre Russell or Ben Stokes ten in a row is quite a, quite a tough ask I think It's funny isn't it the momentum with the bowler or against the bowler that's going to be quite interesting that's going to be a real battle of wits and sort of um, uh, uh, mind you know mind over the particular matter at hand how would you feel about bowling a ten ball over who would you least fancy bowling against and by the way why aren't you playing uh, I'm actually commentating on it. No, I know uh, you. I know you're commentating <laughs> on it. Question still so, stands: Why aren't you playing, Broad? Are you available um, for selection or not? Come on. I, I'm unavailable for selection <laughs> because my mindset is very focused on the India Test series in ah, about two weeks' time. There's the grown-up um, answer. I love a grown-up answer on the radio. Yeah, but uh, ten ball over. Yeah, great question. I think Joss Butler scares scares me a lot as a batter from standing at the end of my mark against him because he can hit the ball 360 degrees. He can flick it over his head. He can hit it over my head, over the offside, over the leg side. So uh, he's playing in the first game, the men's game on on Thursday at the Oval. He's playing for the Manchester Originals. So I think that would be one to tune in for. Joss Butler facing a 10-ball block will uh, will be great fun alright well it begins tomorrow I'm really excited you're in the crowd tomorrow you're having a little uh, um, uh, look before you commentate on Sunday so look at the first ladies game the 100 begins tomorrow 6pm Sky Sports Cricket and Sky Sports Men event tickets available via the 100.com at all the various venues 68 matches to enjoy well done pal nice to talk to you again Stuart thank you see you soon ta-da the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Blockbuster video, dial-up internet and massive mobile phones. The 90s were ace. And to celebrate that wonderful decade, our next guest is taking her. It was the 90s tour across the UK later this year. So, ladies and gentlemen, it seems perfectly fitting to say, TFI, it's Sharperak Kosandi. Hi, Sharperak. <laughs> Hello, it's so exciting to be here. I know you listen to the show every day, don't you? Religiously, with my children, I'm really stopping myself taking lots of photos of your altar to show them when I get home. Well, listen, thanks so much. And I know you said uh, as much, if not more, a couple of weeks ago when we met at the Marlowe Comedy Festival. We did. That was so much fun. That was the day England won 4-0. And yeah. that's the game I'm holding to my memory and my heart. What a night that was. What a night it was for you guys because there was a big screen and, of course, the game kicked off at 8 o'clock, uh, England versus Ukraine in the quarterfinals, semifinals? Quarter quarterfinals. Well, in the quarterfinals. Um, we didn't know what to do, so we were all backstage and you lot decided in the end to have it on when yeah. things important happened, even if you were in the middle of one of your best routines. Oh, yeah, nothing was more important. And I, when we were watching the game, I thought we need to be 3-0 up in order for the show to go ahead. Yes. And we were 3-0 up and we were, let's go and I'm not sure if me and John Bishop got off the stage. <laughs> so they got off together then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, we didn't. 
we didn't get off the stage. It wasn't like, and here's John and here's Shapi. We just stayed on the stage for the whole time. And, yeah. and it was quite hazy. And Tom O'Dell turned up and played Piano Man. And oh, we no. all sang. And Imagine was, at the end as well, didn't he? And Imagine. Remember? And there was about a thousand deck chairs in this beautiful park. And cold drinks were being had backstage by people who don't normally indulge in such things. John said he ne- he, does, he went on stage and said, I don't usually drink before a gig, but, you know, tonight is special. And he, So he had a couple, you had a couple. Can we talk about that? Um, I mean, it was the 90s. It was the 90s. That night. Has this tour been inspired since then until now, or was it before? Anyway? Well, you know, I think seeing you at the gig as well did take me back, and I was like, come on, Shappy, you used to be able to do this all the time. Right. Forget all your healthy, a, I'm a mother yeah, now. Yeah. Get smashed, get on stage. If you can't do it when England is in the final, when can you do it? So this tour, it was the 90s, you've really sort of pinned your colours to the mast here. So so what kind of... What kind of um, what kind of stories are we going to get? You know, what what particular goal from the nineties are you going to draw from? Well, you know, what was the nineties to you? Well, it was a it was a crazy, fun, damaging blur. <laughs> it was um, there's a lot of healing going on now from the nineties. Right. It was still worth it. Yeah. But I was thinking during lockdown a lot, and I don't know if anyone else was like this, but about my youth. Because you saw all the young people locked in, yeah. I just thought, what would it have been like mm. if someone told me in 1996 uh-huh. that I can't go out? Yeah. I would have gone mad because I don't remember a time in the 90s where I stretched. I went, right, bedtime now. I never deliberately went to bed in the 90s. No, you'd stretch in the morning going, where am I? Yeah, where am I? Which, which bed is this then? One one morning, it was on the floor of the Roundhouse in Camden. Yeah. I've never worked out what happened that night. And so I started thinking about that a lot and how much fun it was and how much more aware young people are nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays, it was all fields back then about their mental health, right? So I was talking to some much younger comics than me, all really successful. And they were talking about the meditation apps that they use to come down after gigs. And I found that (laughs) fascinating. I know, I know. In the 90s, I'd be on stage, I think, brilliant, in five minutes we can go for beers. And they're so into all of that stuff. Good good for them, but it's a different world, isn't it? It's... What I find is really interesting that's happening is that they are they, they find ways to connect and build their own fun and build their own connections. So... Rather than look back on it like I did for a long time, saying I really wasted some brain cells, I now look back on it as a glorious time. And yeah. everything I did was absolutely fine yeah. and f- for the time it was. And, and comedy back then wasn't like the slick professional occupation that it is now. It was really punk. But it's, it is just different. It's more, well, you know, it's more... Um, removed safe distance observation because we we thought you had to live it in order to to know about it yes. you know and yes. that's any rock star will t- say you know it's probably best to be a rock star two hours a day not 28 hours a day yeah. all right so so how much fun is it going to be your brand new tour it is it was the 90s shappy.co.uk for tickets come on uh, well the first of all it's not called it was the 90s it's called it was the 90s oh sorry 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 so i'm absolving myself of any responsibility responsibility or it guilt was the 90s. of anything. It was the 90s. What did you expect? It was the 90s. It is a trip down memory lane. Memory lane slash memory, memory shame. Memory lane, memory lane slash memory shame. Lots of the 90s music, lots of the 90s fashion. and Love it. 
lots of stories. Will you be wearing 90s? Are you going to go 90s? Absolutely. Are you encouraging your audience to go 90s? Yes. Is that on the ticket? Is that like, no. bring, bring the 90s with you? <laughs> I'm just not sure if people in Otley Courthouse, um, my sort of uh, yeah, cute if... little audience, might have the resources to go and get lots of Paisley stuff. Well, don't put it past them. Okay. Don't deal them out of the game. Shelby, it's great to see you again. And thanks for all your... You, every time I see you, you say you, you love the show, so thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank all you right, for having so, me. All right, so this tour kicks off on London Marathon Day, October 3rd. So you're running the marathon first, then you're going straight to your first game. Well, I'm a, I, I am doing the half <laughs> marathon in September. Oh, can I quickly mention that I'm doing the um, work-in-progress shows at the Go Soho ahead. Theatre. Yes. And I'm doing um, work-in-program shows, progress shows at the Edinburgh Festival. And um, this is not to do with my show, but I happen to also have a book called Kissing Emma coming out. Which is your second novel. My second come novel. Come back and talk about Come on and talk about that again. I will. Thank you so much. All right. OK. So once again, Soho Theatre for tickets for warm-up shows, for work in progress and the Edinburgh Festival and Sheffield.co.uk for the big tour, uh, which starts on the 3rd of October in Battersea uh, Arts Centre in London. It goes to Bracknell, Chipping Norton, loads of different places there. Nottingham, Wolverhampton, Otley, Selby, Newcastle, la, 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 Halifax, London, Crawley, Folkestone. I missed about seven out there. And Colchester missed four out there. Uh, Norwich, Andover. And it finishes in Oxford on 13th of May and 40th of May next year. Shappy.co.uk. Go to GK for tickets for... It was the 90s, all right? It was the 90s. Leave us alone. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We've heard from three of our delightful guests already, but still to come, comedian and broadcaster Ellie Taylor turns the pages of her hilarious new book, My Child and Other Mistakes, How to Ruin Your Life in the Best Way Possible. Dr. Jeff Rediger delves into the power of the human body in his new book, Cured. Sky Sports reporter and former rugby player Scott Quinnell is on board the Sky Sports fan van, travelling the length and the breadth of the UK throughout the Lions series for Sky. And president of the British Association of Hair Restoration Surgery, Dr. Greg Williams, takes us hair there and everywhere with fascinating follicle facts. So let's get right back to it. Vassos, who's next? Sleepless nights, being covered in various bodily fluids and being unspeakably happy all at once. Ah, parenthood. <laughs> Her first book, My Child and Other Mistakes, How to Ruin Your Life in the Best Possible Way is out today and here to explain that being a parent is well easy is the hilarious Ellie Taylor. All right, Els. Hello. How are you? I'm delighted to be here. Well, Thank we're you. delighted to have you here. Apparently you once did a pilot for a radio show with Super Sam Pinkham. Did I? Oh, I did too. Yeah. Oh, that was good fun, actually. Oh, I wish you said no because he was making it up. So well done for writing your book. Uh, I love uh, so much about it. I haven't read it all, but I've read uh, many excerpts from it. My Child and Other Mistakes is comedian Ellie Taylor's wickedly honest, hilarious and moving book at the front line 
of early parenthood. I mean, that's that, that's a war term, isn't it? The front line. It feels like war at the beginning, though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Give us your headline take on it, and then we'll talk. We'll dive a bit deeper on parenthood. Yeah. Well, just just the whole thing about you not you declaring you're not going to be pregnant, then you join WhatsApp groups with other women that aren't going to that aren't going to be declared. No, it's not for me. And then one has to they, they gently sort of slip away from the group because she has become pregnant. Oh no! The the, the wall is crumbling. Yes, I know. Well, you sort of got basically. I got to sort of mid. 30s and was suddenly like oh god I'm gonna have to make a decision because I think this is something you don't often hear people talking about is that you think you're you know I thought I was gonna hit 30 and suddenly become terribly broody and that just never happened and I think um, we don't talk about the fact that for many women it's a real decision to have a kid you have to go god can I be bothered and I yeah at the the end I basically thought to myself well I can't imagine this is quite bleak I can't imagine dying having not been a mum so you become married and then you think about having a baby and does he have the same kind of trepidation as you yeah neither yeah neither of us like massively into babies I, neither of us had any experience with babies so it was a real like oh Unlike shall we his do mom. this or not oh his mum has been gagging for us to have a baby for years what did she send you um, on <laughs> how to have a baby now yeah basically yeah it was like Christmas day um, before way before we, we had a kid and she gave us a joint Christmas present of a book called um, The Baby Whisperer there was no, <laughs> there was no child imagine reacting to that like Thank you. Thank you for that. I did feel like going, well, you know, seeing as we're giving people things they don't need now but might do in the future. He said a pamphlet about picking the right care home. Thank you. Right, so what happened next? Um, then eventually we decided that we, we would have a baby. And uh, luckily, we, it all happened quite quickly. Had a very normal pregnancy, very normal baby. And then you get hit with the newborn days, which are apocalyptic. The reason I, I love your book and books like it, you know, because... Everything's happened before, more or less. Um, but it's just the way you, first of all, observe it and then decide to interpret it and then learn from it. Yeah, it's not it's not practical. You're not going to learn about how to safely serve a toddler a grape. There's nothing like that. But I think what it will do is act like a companion, perhaps, to you, like a, a friend talking to you about it. And it will have lots of experiences which you, you will go, oh, my gosh, yes, that happened. And yes, that's awful. But also, you you are a playful person. So, I mean, <laughs> the thing the thing we're not ignoring here, but the thing that's, that's going unsaid, but hopefully it's coming across that Ellie is a terrifically successful comedian. Um, and to the extent you've had a Netflix special, one or more than one? I've had one. Yeah, it's called Cravings. I did it when I was pregnant, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so how pregnant were you when you did it? I was about five months pregnant then. Right. And I was. I, and then I hosted Live at the Apollo when I was about seven months pregnant. And were you already being astonished by your own pregnancy? Were you already being taken by surprise then? I loved being pregnant and I loved um, performing while pregnant. Um is it true that Madonna and Jennifer Aniston are like proper super fans of yours? Um, well, let's spin it that way. But I think um, they they both um, have reposted a, a video that I did as part of a show called The Mash Report. Right. Uh, it, it's been viral. It's got it went viral. It, it it sort of pops up every so often when someone big reposts it. So it's a clip of um, how can I say this? It's it's a news reader that I play saying uh, women are telling everyone to go away um, but a, a slightly uh, rude version of that um, and it's just it's just very sort of it's 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 sort of captured the moment I think so yeah I remember Madonna reposted it on her Instagram page on the day I was in I was in bed at my parents I was about had a six week old baby and I was riddled with mastitis and I'd never felt so ill and at the same time I was on Madonna's Instagram page it was a very strange experience what about Jennifer because Jennifer Anderson's very forthcoming she's a very generous human being with her emotions and with her praise I think and with her patience 
Yes, I mean, I'd love to say that I know her intimately, but no, again, she just post reposted it. But I, you know, in my head, mentally, we're best friends. If that counts. Yeah. <laughs> she, came, she came into my kitchen once, Jennifer. Aniston. Why? Well, it was my kitchen at the time. We were both looking at the same house. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, right. So, so what's going on career-wise now? Because you are, you, you are hugely successful. You could be bigger, as big as you wanted to be. One would imagine. Oh, thank you. What are you, what are you doing you. next? Um, well, I'm going to have some breakfast after this. But um, bigger plans. I, uh, I'm on tour at the end of the year. Right. Um, tickets will be on the internet. Okay. Uh, uh, can I just say ellietaylorcomedy.com? Yeah. ellietaylorcomedy.com. Ellie Taylor Comedy. <laughs> I've recalled that and that will be my ringtone, thank okay, you. No problem. And uh, how many dates and how widespread? Uh, it's only about, I think about 15 dates because it's the end of a tour extension that has just been delayed and delayed and delayed right. uh, because of the, the you know what. So doing that, um, I'm in a show called Ted Lasso on yeah, Apple. I know you yeah. are, I know. What a show! What a show! So that that starts the second series starts Everybody's tomorrow. Raving about that. Oh, we, it's we so had, lovely. We had um, uh, Mr. Stekis on. Jason Stekis. Yeah, Jason yeah. on. Um, uh, we recorded an interview with him before the show at six o'clock one morning, and he, he was so nice and so He's funny. Lovely, yeah. And I thought, God, this is on Apple TV. I hope it works. And it was a big early on uh, early doors Apple investment, wasn't it? And yeah. I thought this is so good. But I honestly thought this is so good. But probably people won't see it, which is a shame because it's really really good. But it's caught fire, hasn't it? It's caught. Absolutely. Like everybody in the world watches that show. Yeah, it's just had, I think it's had 20 Emmy nominations. No, no, like, it's, it's gone very, wild. very funny. It's such a funny, and but there's all this, it's so, it's got so much heart as well. It's so, it's so I sweet. Know. And that's the one thing you didn't expect. Yeah. And he's like, hang on a minute. Because I thought we were supposed to not like him. Um, but he's so likeable. He's lovely. Yeah, he's such a lovely so character. Lovable. So is that in the can? Is that done? Yeah, that's all done. So yeah, second series starts tomorrow. Good for you. And is, is there anything massive that you can't talk about? Uh, probably becoming best friends with Madonna within about five minutes of leaving this show. Okay, I can make that happen. <laughs> if, I, if I don't, I'll consider it a personal failure. Thank Ellie, you. It's great to see you. Thank you great so to much. Meet you. Great to meet you. Um, Ellie Taylor, my child and other mistakes, how to ruin your life in the best way possible. Very, very funny, says Joe Brand. And there's no better opinion to be had blurb-wise on the front cover of a book and endorsement than Joe Brand's. Ellie, a pleasure to see you. Thank you, Chris. Cheers. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. If you pay no mind to your mind, it might be time to think again. His book, Cured, The Power of Our Immune System and the Mind-Body Connection, is out now. So if you think you feel bad, you have the power to think you feel good. Please welcome the doctor in the know. It's Dr. Jeff Rediger. Good morning, Jeff. Morning. How are you? I'm very well. So did you stay up or have you set the alarm? I set the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jeff, an amazing book. You're an amazing man. Okay, now this is a book you had to write. Was it a was it a religious spiritual calling? Was it some kind of epiphany? Eighteen years ago, I had a nurse uh, at Mass General Hospital here in Boston who came to me and asked for help uh, explaining her uh, illness of pancreatic cancer to her son, which I did. But then she took off for a healing center and began calling me and writing me saying that she was having seeing some amazing healings and experiencing some healing herself, which I didn't believe was likely to be occurring. Pancreatic cancer is a, is a terrible cancer. Long and short of it is, I got drawn into this world of people who are looking for do-it-yourself solutions to their illnesses. Now, you're no quack. You know, you are fully qualified in many different realms of what you do for a living. And as you, as you sort of 
you you went in search of more stories that seem to have genuine concrete foundation to them to do with the mind body and soul uh, you know and uh, people getting better when really uh, recent history tells us that shouldn't be the case um how surprised were you well, initially, it was very confusing to me because it's a complicated area to study, and you have to really pay attention to the medical evidence. And it, it's been a life-changing journey. And it's, there's, these are people we should be studying. They're kind of the ultimate achievers in health, and we study ultimate achievement in sports and business. Why don't we study it in health? So if there was one sort of um, line of dots that you could join up for us, it's the most salient message you want to get out there, which may still be a theory, uh, but could end up being fact. What would it be today? Yeah, well, I write about the four pillars of healing and well-being. And certainly nutrition is a massive one. That's a big topic in itself because there's so much misunderstanding. But the biggest ones really get into healing the immune system and then healing our false beliefs. Yeah, it's so funny. it's been a fascinating journey. It is a fascinating journey. It's a fascinating book. Uh, you know, the last three or four years of what you've done both online and, as I say, with TEDx Talks, this is a brilliant interview you can read online, which we'll put, um, we'll put, up, we'll put up on our Instagram pages after the show. But, you know, again, you, you allude to the fact, you speak to the fact, don't you, of we love um, variety as human beings, but we usually only love it if we, first of all, have security, which is, is quite ironic. Yeah. Um, you know, and if we have, yeah. if, if we have security, we, we crave variety. If we have variety, but too much of it, we then sort of default back to security. And you talk about this, uh, having one foot in the, um, in the apathy camp, if you like. And what you, you say yeah. is there's a great, there's a great myth, isn't there? A Greek myth about burning your boats, you know, so you go to the island to fight the fight. But if you burn your boats, you know, you've got to win the fight because you can't leave the island anymore. And, and you talk about yeah. that. Just speak to that if you don't, if you don't mind for a second. Yeah. So that's a, it's a famous old story. Cortez, when he, uh, was he, he had a, he had his, coming up to an island where they were vastly outnumbered and the, the people that they were fighting uh, just had a much larger army. And so when they beached, uh, he actually had his soldiers burn the boats. And so they, in doing that, they couldn't retreat to the boats. He said, you either take this island or we die. And that changed the psychology of things. And this is a, an analogy to sometimes the changes we have to make in our lives yeah, I love that bit of the book. You know, there's no going, make make it so there's no going back. As long as going forward is good for yeah. you, ultimately, of course. Um, if you don't mind, can you tell that lovely story, uh, Dr. Jeff, if you don't mind, about the chap who simply changed his name and got healthier? Yes, and I've seen this quite a few times because when a person heals their beliefs, sometimes they end up changing their name. And I tell the story of several people in Cured about this. One that comes to mind is Jan, and she, you know she'd been through a lot of trauma in her life. Grew up in a really difficult environment, and you know there's a there's a lot of trauma in the world. And in the process of healing her trauma, in the process of realizing that she wasn't to blame for what happened, that she was good enough as she is, she had this realization that she wanted to take on a different name to reflect who she is now, rather than who she instead of the mistaken understanding of who she'd had of herself all these years. And, and so this new name reflected who she really felt she is now. And she realized that she does bring something good in the world. And it's not that she's always not good enough. And so this new name is a thing that you often see with people. And these deep changes occur in their lives. They die to this old person they were, and they 
take on a new name to reflect who they are now. And it's, it's, a, it's really a, a deeply emotional thing to watch and witness this. Right, just before you go, uh, Dr. Jeff, um, just his book, by the way, is full of things like this. Just tell us uh, briefly, humans beat cancer every day and have no idea. I mean, that's a nugget of gold yeah. right there. Yeah, it's, it's shocking that these things are possible for us and we don't even ask these questions or look at these pathways. They're huge. And not just cancer, but, but see, what we now know is that most of our illnesses, 85 to 90% of the illnesses that people suffer from, including all the major killers, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, autoimmune illness, these are lifestyle illnesses. Genes get turned on and off by our lifestyle choices. And so we need to get proper knowledge out there so people can heal their immune systems, heal their minds and bodies, have a life that feels that's more authentic to them, where they know their value, they build a foundation of what's right about them, and they can live a life that's happy, fulfilling, healthy, with an immune system where the cells are functioning properly, keeping you healthy. Yeah, and you and just so and you just feel better. You just feel better moment by you moment. Just feel I mean, better. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. You know, what's the point in living Absolutely. longer if you feel miserable? Absolutely. This is about <laughs> giving you a health span instead of all these diseases. <laughs> uh, how nervous were you for your TED Talk? I actually was so nervous. I gave a, a transcript of the copy to my boss because I knew I could be fired for it. And right. I was terrified. Okay. It's so funny. Uh, you're awesome. Dr. Jeff Rediger, an excellent guide to self-healing, says Deepak Chopra on the front page blurb, Cured. Is the name of the book, and it's out now. The Power of Our Immune System and the Mind-Body-Soul Connection. The Four Pillars to Great Health. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. When you're looking for someone to talk about hair loss, there is no better man to follow call than our next guest. He's the president of the British Association of Hair Restoration Surgery. So listen up <laughs> as we go hair there and everywhere with the one and only Dr. Greg Williams. Hey, Greg. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Chris. Thanks for uh, having me. That's the best introduction I've ever had. All right, well, you deserve nothing less. And it is about levity sometimes getting awkward, potentially awkward messages across. Um, <laughs> we're talking about this now. I am considering um, hair restoration surgery. Um, I've been on um, pills and um, lotion for a while. Is this something you recognise, the, the beginning of this conversation? Absolutely. I mean, I think that the surgical management of hair loss should come hand in hand with the medical treatment of hair loss. And so there are two licensed treatments are probably what you're on, which is 5% minoxidil that you apply as a liquid or foam twice a day. And then a pill called finasteride, which is branded um, most commonly and well known as Propecia. And, uh, and really, if men have hair loss, they should consider going on one or both of these from an early stage. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I've been doing for the last uh, 10 years or so. And I'm um, now thinking to stop taking the fenestride. Actually, I've stopped taking it as of last Friday. If I continue with just the lotion, um, you know, how effective might that be? And what potential side effects may I encounter? Okay, so bad idea to stop the finasteride if you've been on it for a while, because the idea is that finasteride is holding on to your hair and that the transplanted hair will then be in addition to your own hair. If you stop the finasteride, there's a reasonable chance you're going to lose the hair that's genetically predestined to go, and your transplant won't be as effective as if you'd kept that hair. So number one, 
my advice is unless you have a really good reason to stop the finasteride, stay on it. So I was worried about the side effects of um, Propecia and how they might be affecting me. Um, can I get those checked out, my potential suspicions as far as that's concerned? Should I do that? You know, may they culminate in a reason that is um, that does warrant me stopping finasteride? Um, if I do stop that and I do stop with the lotion, is there any point in me going for the transplant or could it end up looking like a um something that's that's not so desirable geez i've got a pee bin chris you, you have to like ask me one question at a time so i can answer it there were like 10 <laughs> questions in there like i've forgotten all of them already sorry i'm making the most of you go on <laughs> okay so the, 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 i'll answer the last one right if you have a hair transplant soon after you stop your medical treatment then by the time your hair transplant evolves which can take 18 months you may have lost a whole wash of hair, um, depending on how long you, you've been on it. So really, my suggestion is, if you're going to start the medication, maybe wait about a year before you have your transplant. Now, side effects of Propecia, yeah, this is a big, big deal. And, um, and it's really worrying for a lot of guys when they read what's on the internet, because like all medications, finasteride Propecia has real side effects. But the side effects you can get from it inc- include things like reduced libido, so reduced sex drive, reduced erectile function. Now, that occurs in a tiny percentage of men, you know, 2% maybe for each of those. But, of course, it's so worrying. Even the possibility of that puts a lot of guys off. Um, And then there is also a lot of concern about mood disturbances, so low moods, perhaps suicidal thoughts, brain fog. These are things certainly that I have patients complaining of, but a very small percentage. Topical uh, uh, minoxidil. It's effective, but not as effective, and it's not treating the cause of the hair loss, which is a hormone, and that's what uh, finasteride the pill is treating. So can we do any cross-referencing and cross-checking here or not? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of NICE guidance, the government's guidance. If you look up, uh, if you just Google N-I-C-E, androgenetic alopecia, uh, and there, uh, there's guidance there for, uh, for male and females. If you look up the male guidance, this is what GPs follow, and it very clearly instructs their um, uh, visible to GPs, but also to the public, that the two licensed treatments are topical minoxidil and oral finasteride. Uh, what's available to us? How long does it take? Does it hurt? Oh, my gosh, again, so <laughs> many questions. Yes, it hurts. It's surgery. Of course it's going to hurt. I do just want to mention the, the mecca um, uh, that is Istanbul for hair transplant surgery and, and you know, thousands of British men going to have cheap surgery overseas, um, which is just a little bit of a gamble. Again, I'm not saying don't go. Just really be aware of what you need to think about and ask. And and again, on the bar's website, there's some good advice to anybody choosing any hair transplant surgeon or clinic. But also, if you're thinking about going overseas, then um, some good good advice there on on what to look for. Um, And be aware that when one goes overseas to these uh, a lot of these uh, cheaper health tourism destinations, it's not necessarily a doctor who's doing the surgery. And if you want a really good source of information, you can go to the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery's website, which is ishrs.org, and you can read for days the information that's there, and it's really helpful. Now, I know you don't want to specifically say where you work, not because it's a secret, but because you um, represent the industry as a whole, and that would be unfair for you to use your profile on this program to do so i think it would be fair enough to, to mention where you work but that's your choice so you don't have to and if people want to find out more what should they do so i would suggest do your background reading and as i said 
the website ishrf.org just has so much useful information. And if you want to hair find a hair transplant surgeon in the UK, you can go to um, the BARS website and there's a find a member uh, search option. You can search. And um, BARS, by the way, is spelled B-A-H-R-S.co.uk. That's B-A-H-R-S. It's BARS with a silent H. Now, before you go, Greg, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for your, your priceless time. Thanks for gifting that to us this morning. So a lot of dentists have to wear a decent smile themselves because they are their own advert. What's your hair like? I'm genetically blessed. Genetically blessed. All right. <laughs> we believe you. Thank you, Dr. Greg Williams. Awesome. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. He used to talk and play a good game, and now he talks a good game. He is Sky Sports' man in a van for the entirety of the British and Irish Lions series. So here to explain exactly what that means is the scrumptious Wales and Lions legend we all know and love. He's the mighty Scott Quinnell. All right, Scott. Good morning, all. How are you? (laughs) How's it going, Scott? Oh, man, it's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. We've been uh, all over the UK so far. So what, what's the point of it? What happens? So we know, we know what's going on. Uh, we know you're yeah. doing it. But what happens when you land somewhere? We, well, we, because we can't go to South Africa this year because of all the trouble that, that's happening, we've decided the fans need the fan van because they can't get out there. There's normally thirty five to 40,000 people that will travel to Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. We are taking the fan to them. So we're going out to see the fans, and we're trying to see as many as we can. If you see the fan van on the road, give us a toot, and if we're parked up, come and say hello, because that's what this is all about. It's about going out, seeing the fans, and trying to get a little bit of the, the feeling of being in South Africa. We've got Biltong. We've got some, some great South African red wine. We've got some, yeah, we've got some South African beers uh, yeah. on the bus. And we're trying to bring a British South Africa to the UK and, of course, Ireland. OK, now you, you said it's called the Sky Sports um, Sky Fan Van, but you just said bus. Is, this a, is, is it a cortege? Is it a convoy? Or is the van the bus and the bus is the van? Well, the bus is the van. The van is the bus. We are a, we are a one being and I'm the size of a bus now after lockdown. Right. So, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those. I tell you what, I was actually swimming with one of the most amazing things. Where did the island call? where Rob Wainwright, uh, uh, Rob Wainwright lives. And I was swimming with seals. and not seals that are trains, you know, little pups. And there were seals out there. I was swimming. They were coming up. They were bobbing up uh, in front of us. And next week, I'm axe throwing uh, with Game of Thrones. They're, they're, we're going to Northern Ireland. We're doing some axe throwing. So we're just doing things that we've never done before. And that, that's the wonderful, wonderful thing. And in between that, Chris and Vass, we've got a bit of rugby to do as well, which is very exciting. And does it feel like being in a band? Does it feel like you're on tour? Well, uh, you know, it, it's, it's amazing because there's some nights, we did this in New Zealand in uh, 2017, we've done it, uh, a European road trip in 2018, this is our third one. And genuinely, some nights we don't get in until it gets dark and uh, we wake up and we park by a lock, uh, we were in lock um, at Christine yesterday and we walk, honestly... If you if you're ever in Scotland and you don't go to Loch Christine, it is the most amazing place in the world. Uh, there, there, there's a cycle path that we went on yesterday. Uh, I thought I'm doing really well here. I thought I'm really fit. I'm really looking good. And then I brought it back, and they told me it was an electric bike. I was so disappointed. <laughs> it was just and, and and but the vista, the, the mountain ranges, the 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 the, the, the loch itself. It's just we we don't realise 
how beautiful our own beautiful. country is. So uh, Sky Sports there, the Sky Fan Van, um, you're filming stuff, it gets on the air. When can we see it? Because it sounds like a riot. Oh, it's brilliant. We've got... Um, it's on the live show, so uh, we, we, we've done the weekday shows, we've done uh, the Saturday shows, but this week, of course, is the test matches, uh, the Lions in South Africa, uh, and we've got three, uh, we'll be in uh, the, the linear show, in the show itself, we do a couple of features in the show, but it's also on YouTube, if you go to Sky Sports and you put the fan van in on the YouTube channel, you can see all of them, you can see, you can see the ones from New Zealand, you can see the ones from, uh, from Europe, and you can see this year's ones now, and there'll be another one loading today. And be aware, there's a lot of flesh in this one because we're swimming with seals, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you you make it more than you you probably wanted to see, but yeah. uh, it's it's all on there. I've had friends that swim with seals um, regularly, or swim where seals are regularly, and they say they can ram you, and they can be quite uh, it can be quite sort of shocking and surprising. But I I think if they if they're not they're not really aware what they're in for when they try and ram Quinell. Do they tend to come off worse? Is it the seals that are more surprised in this particular scenario? Well, I felt like I was in the zoo, Chris. I got to be honest with you, because they were all they were all coming up and they were all popping up, and I don't think they've seen that many tattoos in a while. So um, I think I think I think I think I, I, think, I think I was the attraction for for, for some reason. They were popping over, going, oh, "I've never seen one of you before. This uh, is quite nice." And then uh, off they go again. Oh, it was just lovely, just absolutely lovely. I was I was also when Rob, because he's got uh, he's got a father up there. It was just lovely just to go and bring the cows in to, to another field. And we were doing a little bit of uh, sheepdog training and that type of thing. Do you know things that, you know, I, I haven't done for a very long time or things I've never done before. It's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, and is Mrs Q missing you or is she happy for you to carry on uh, throughout Europe and the subcontinent? Or oh, man, <laughs> on, honestly, we're so, we're so lucky, right, that we, you know, we, had, we had lockdown and we had lockdown. It was lovely in Wales and everything. But as soon as uh, the, the, the fan van, she said, how long you go for six weeks? So she went, oh, I thought, oh, darling, it's okay. It's not going to be long. No, she said, you normally go for two and a half months. I went, oh, thanks. That's, 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 that's nice. I think after, after the lockdown, she was happy to get rid of me. All right, we'll give our best to Legs, the cameraman. Um, I will. I, I presume he's... Bear, I, he's bear, bear, bear still sleeping somewhere. We, we, just, we, we, we can't, you know, he's only just come out of hibernation for this, so it's fantastic. <laughs> the sleeping bear. So he, he's the sound guy, is he? No, yeah, no, Bear, bear does bear does everything. And he's, okay. on, he's, on, he's, on, he's on camera with me as well. All right, so, so Bear's... Uh, on... He's very funny, he's I've, very funny. I've got to catch up with you and Bear. This sounds amazing. All these YouTube, yeah. all this YouTube go for us to watch. And his legs called legs because of his tripod? Or is, does he just have extraordinary leg, legs? Well, actually, we got we got pulled over by police in New Zealand. Right. Um, uh, and just, just, just for a chat. They do like they do in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, like they, don't, they, they just pulled up for a chat. Yeah. And uh, he... he we, he got arrested because his legs were so skinny, they'd never seen such skinny legs in New Zealand. Suspiciously so that, skinny that, legs, that's what it was. Oh, just well, Luckily, he didn't notice his nose because he's got, he's got quite a big nose as well. So he, he got away lucky because he's got legs. All right, good. Well, great. We're up to date with Lex now. Um, Bear and Scott Quinnell in the Sky Fan Van. So uh, input Sky Fan Van on YouTube. Go on to Sky's um, homepage and get uh, skyfanvan.com and just get up to date with the British um, and Irish Lions tour. Uh, the test starts uh, in earnest, or the tests start in earnest, 5pm on Saturday afternoon. Coverage starts from half past three on Sky Sports Action slash Lions. And that is one of our greatest ever Lions there on your radio. The mighty Scott Quinnell. The mighty Quinn. Come on without, come on within. 
The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky.